watching prohibition fall down. What's up, DGC? I'm having a good time hanging out with some friends today, but got Mr. Soul to stop by. Mr. Soul by. in the house. Yes, looking good, by the way, Thank brother. You, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to shave once in a while. What happened? Will you take me to your tailor one day, man? This is actually a shirt uh, I got at one of these uh, custom Western clothing stores in right. Denver, and evidently it's a place where a lot of celebrities go, and uh, Willie Nelson had them design this with the. Uh, you know, pot leaf. Uh, and I, I said, well, you know, I'm in the business too. Let me have one of those. Now that and they big, said, we happen to have one in your size. I love it. Big so, yeah. K closed around me, so I'm looking for a new place. So maybe I'll check it out. Big K. Yeah. What is that? Used to be Kmart. Oh, I see. Is that what they call it now? I big think K? they're still open. No oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they reinvented themselves as Big K. <laughs> hey, Soul came over today. I wanted to congratulate him, man. I opened up High Times. Look at that, man. Top 10 strains. Currently Rosetta Stone. On your newsstand. That's yes, fucking cool, indeed. man. Rosetta Stone XX, and uh, there's a photo of it right here. Suave, how do you do it? What page is that? 72? Page 72. Is Beautiful. Picture, and man. a little write up. All right, so I don't know if you caught the show. Nice. Bro, Adam is here, man, and yeah. we're bullshitting a little bit. And mm -hmm. he might have caught the show a couple days ago. I was kind of bitching about pollen chuckers, man. Is that what was that? Is that how my name came up? I no, no, I don't think so. You know, it probably came up. Said you were, no, no, no. I you think you, you were the argument against Paul. Yeah, thank you. Right. I saw you, you. I saw you make the paper, and I go, "This is the, the, the high times." I go, "This is a legitimate breeder right here." I see. I said, "There's so many pollen chuckers, man. There's so many people that mm. I really feel like they might not." And what I what I think a pollen chucker is someone that doesn't understand how genetics works, mm -hmm. but starts a seed company anyhow, and. We were talking about, I said, hey, let's get in front of the camera because you were really explaining some awesome things about genetics, yeah. about herms. Uh, for example, yeah. I didn't- We'll I didn't get there. Yeah, definitely. We'll get there. So but you started off asking about the pollen chucking effect yeah. and uh, how there are a lot of new breeders, if you will, and new, new seed companies that introduce themselves all the, all the time. Because it doesn't cost much to start a seed company, whatever your articles of incorporation are, and you have to get a male and a female and wait three months and see what happens <laughs> and swear it's good. Well, yeah. <laughs> I always say, uh, you know, seeds uh, are worthless unless they come from a reputable source and it's a waste of you know how, how inexpensive are seeds really when you think about it even a pack of seeds the average maybe a hundred bucks a pack of seeds sure let's, let's just use that as an example and if you said well you know I know where I can get them cheaper well, how much cheaper than $100? Yeah, we've got a lot to invest in our time here, man. That's what I was just moving to, is like, if you're going to then spend two months of vegging these plants up from seed, and then two more months to test them and flowering to even know what you have, sure. would it be worth it to say, hey, I, can, I know where I can get these seeds for free even, compared right. to $100 for a pack, I right? found one in my bag, man. <laughs> if four months later you found like, oh shoot, you know, we have to start over. Right. What wouldn't it have been better to just spend a hundred bucks on a quality pack of seeds that yeah. you know what it's going to pan out to. But to speak to the question of uh, what are these guys doing and how are they starting companies? Right. Um, I'm just saying that if it doesn't have a high reputation, why buy it? That kind of thing. Unless you're just rolling the dice in your closet grower and you just don't care. Just, just doing something you know, for fun. Just growing but something. But still, what, don't you eventually want to be able to be proud of what you grew? Right. It's going to be uh, something good. Anyway, one of the things that I think is the underlying cause behind uh, – People being able to cross just about anything and uh, then they sell the seeds and 
lo and behold, you know, I'm not reading a lot of complaints, you know, I don't sure. see, gosh, you know, I bought these seeds from these guys. Everybody else and, likes uh, it, so I, I should too. Um, everybody seems to be reasonably satisfied or they think they got what they paid for or something, but um, I call it the blender effect, you know. That okay. People think... Um, it happens both on the consumer side and the breeder side, uh, because what's happening is on the breeder side, say you're not completely together with your science and you're, uh, you think you're breeding because you're taking two plants that have interesting sounding names, like, uh, let me just make up something like... Uh, Wedding cake and uh, strawberry cough. You know, these are two polyhybrid strains that were created by refining other strains until they got something where some number of the seeds out of a pack would give you a similar kind of pheno to the one that they are touting as the pheno that it is. Right. So... You have to roll the dice and either have enough seeds of that strain to get a good one out of it and then get it, or you're just reasonably satisfied with virtually any of its sisters that uh, you know came out of the pack too. There's going to be a lot of variation in and there, And there right? are guys who think of it as a you know some sort of a badge of honor to do what they call a pheno hunt. Sure. Which to me is like, you know, well, why would you want a pheno hunt? What, well, it, it depends where you're doing. I understand mm-hmm. when people want to try to find something special. Sure, if that's your bag. Mm-hmm. But if you're in it to make money or if you want a consistent crop, yep. you're going to say, hey, I'm investing money and time, like yes. we were talking about earlier. Oh, I ain't here. Wouldn't you then rather buy a pack of seeds where you know that they're all going to be the same high-quality plants that right. have the same qualities like... Uh, resin production, flowering time, uh, yield, everything else, right? And instead, uh, you you end up with a crop that has everything from tall to short, wide and skinny, uh, potent, not potent, you know, a lot just, of resin, no resin, a mess, right? We just found out how important that was real quick because we did a greenhouse grow out there and it got cold. We had that cold snap a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. what, last week? Mm-hmm. Anyone that didn't pick the right uh, strain, you know, early finishing, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know, early finishing sativas we actually had, which worked out really good. But, you know, with the guru actually was one of them. He was bringing plants into his garage every every day for the next See? last ten days. No, hey, well, that's just out. one. Yeah, and that's just one Good trait, job. right? That's just one trait, right? But you need but to know. You need to know when it's going to end. Let me finish talking about the blender effect Come on. before we lose everybody in the thread of the conversation. But you have. Guys who say, all right, I'm breeding because I'm crossing two things that sound interesting together. Right. That's because they think that breeding works like a blender, like as if it's two flavors of ice cream that you just put into a blender and then hit frappe and it tastes like an even combination of those two flavors. So, yeah, breeding doesn't work that way. Right. It's more like... um, one plant is the parent, uh, uh, one, one plant who's the parent and then another plant that's a parent could be thought of as being like jars full of colored marbles or You were using that lottery, right? that lottery because, uh, analogy right. was really good. Because when you think about it, you're only going to get a certain number of genes from your mother and from your father and right. they come together and that makes you, right? So that means you're limited to a certain number, number of balls from each that's pot, it. Yeah, right? That's, that's a good and analogy then, for me. And yeah. then if, let's say to make the numbers simple, it's like six balls. You're going to take sure. three from the father and three from the mother, put them together. If those were two pure strains, like Landry strains, be like all black balls in this in this uh, barrel and then all white balls in this barrel sure. and putting together three white and three black. Very consistent. It's like a blender. The children look like an even combination of the two. Right. 
But what happens is that then these strains that sound interesting, like you know, wedding cake and strawberry cough, all hybrids. Or, you know, pineapple express or right. whatever, these are hybrids. That they're not a jar of one color balls. Right. It's a jar of multiple colors of so balls. It's pot luck so what each you're time get. you take three out of this one and three out of that one, you're getting an entirely different bunch of ball colors and different combinations. Got it. And that's where all the different phenotypical di- differences come from when you grow out a pack of seeds like that. So what I think a careful breeder, somebody who's putting out a product where you buy a pack of seeds, I believe, and this is my philosophy, you should be able to take that pack of seeds and look at the picture that the breeder p- provided and read the description of what it's supposed to grow like. Yeah. And then if you if the seeds do indeed look like that and grow like that, then he did a good job, right? Sure, sure. But That's if what you want. out of 10 seeds, two of them are similar to what he describes, but the other eight are all over the place. Mm-hmm. Then you're doing his job stable, for him, right? man. <laughs> so that's the difference between like the pollen chucking and the real breeding. And another thing that uh, I said was that uh, it's both on the breeder side and the consumer side. Okay. The reason I say that is because the average person going out there and looking at a, a menu, you know, he's saying like, oh, let me see, what are, this, what are the seeds, uh, what are these breeds I could buy and right. different strains and stuff. Ooh, you know, it's like they're in I a like restaurant. Or, and I like bananas. Stra- they're, they're in, they're in uh, what's the name of that? Baskin Robbins yeah. or something, right? And they're saying, you know what? I think that the, the cho- chocolate uh, chocolate chip mint with the coconut uh, lime pie, yeah, that sounds good together, right? Could you, know? you imagine that on a wedding and cake? So even the consumer is thinking that the seeds are some sort of blend, uh, like a blender mm. from the two strains that make up its parents, and it just doesn't work that way. Bro, so, so there's a misconception on both sides that feeds this whole process and it sure. makes it super easy to be a breeder or make a make a new seed company because the people unwittingly buy whatever sounds cool and you can put together any two things that sound cool and there's your business model right, right. You know, but and marketing that won't last forever uh, because once people are disappointed enough after a while and they start to see the shortcomings of uh, that and, or they educate themselves further and look into the science behind how all this stuff works and then right. they say ah so when i look for seeds in the future i'm going to ask myself does that mother and father going together make sense? I mean, what was the breeder thinking about when he wanted to put them together? And does does that actually, is it logical? Sure. And if it's, Is that why land race varieties are so uh, uh, coveted to, to, to start with? You know, people, people love to start either a male or a female as a land race. Is that because sure. it's very pure? Yeah. What if you were uh, breeding uh, race horses? It wouldn't be very different from what we're doing. Sure. Right? We're trying to get these premium champion uh, individuals and hopefully get, uh, unlike horses, though, you know, you, your mare isn't going to put out identical, almost like clone babies. All right. The time, but that's what right. we're hoping for with the seeds. And, and with uh, a la- land race, you can bring back uh, the some hybrid Brit- some hybrid vigor, and it's really useful for a backcross. Yeah, to be able back to have, have that land race. But land those race those is more of those all black marbles. So backcross to one right. of the originals to add back Got in. It. It increases the stability and backcrossing, sure. you know, like cubing is how I got uh, Cinderella 99 originally developed by backcrossing to the same female through like four generations. And that created a stable in the sense that all of the offspring were uniformly good. You know? Right. And so going to a land race thing, that's kind of a, a great segue off of that whole blender idea. Sure. Because if you do have, um, like we were talking about earlier, a black and a white 
jar of marbles or balls or whatever and right. put them together, each one is going to come out with a predictable combination of the traits from the two and sure. blends and hits the middle. But hybrids don't work that way because then you're introducing a bunch of different colored balls into each of the hops. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's the kind of analogy that you should always use in your mind when you're trying to figure out, does this make sense? What, what could I expect? How uniform of a group of seeds do I think would come out of knowing the heritage of the mother and the father, knowing that they're kind of mixed up, this is going to be a mutt, right? Right, right. Okay. So just know that you're buying mutts and maybe you'll get some cool mutts out of it. But hey. so many people are into you know having like uh what are those dogs the designer dogs they have now uh poodle and a beagle and uh, things like uh, that go together a name, golden doodle name me one of those my yeah, golden a pound name, man a puggle a, a puggle right puggles <laughs> cocker doodles or whatever the hell they have hey, out there <laughs> so do me a favor though me and you were just bullshit and you brought you brought over some of your mac which i'll talk to you about in yeah, a minute man absolutely but we were we were smoking out earlier and he and i didn't even understand really the basic genetics the xy chromosomes the male and oh, female yeah. and he broke it down so easy for me i'm pretty mm. sure that within five ten minutes we can yeah. get people to understand how how genetics work then we can even understand how hermaphrodites uh, occur yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that let's let's break that down because you just educated it. me brother i love talking about that you all right that. so what male you start with a male and female yeah let's take a normal breeding situation sure and then we'll talk maybe about femi- uh, feminized which i don't like the word you know because it sounds so foreign and right unnatural when what you're doing is not at all unnatural, and I'll right. explain more sure. about that later, but let's call them female seeds, okay? So we'll breed for regular seeds, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about breeding for female sure. seeds. Okay, so in a normal breeding for regular seeds situation, you would have a male plant uh, providing pollen to female plants that have pistils, female, right. female sure. parts. So when the pollen lands on the pistils of the female plants, that creates a seed in the uh, calyx. Sure. And these are, now we assign them X, Y and all that? Yeah, is that I'm right? coming to that, All right, buddy. deal, man. Yeah. I'm excited, bro. I know, I can see that. What is so this, sativa, indica, the why, why am I so jacked up, We were man? talking about uh, X and Y chromosomes, and the important thing, those are the sex chromosomes. They determine the gender of right. the uh, offspring. And um, it's always the father who provides the wild card to determine whether it's going to be a boy or a girl. Got it. And, okay. here, and here's why. Because your mom only has X chromosomes. She has two of them. XX. So she's XX, which is why I call the feminized seeds in my uh, menu uh, XX, like Cinderella XX. Got it's it. feminized version of Cinderella 99. So what's happening in a normal uh, situation is that the pollen coming from the male has both Some of the grains of pollen have an X in them, and some of them have a Y in them. And when a pollen grain lands on the female flower, inside that female flower is always an X. Right. So if another X hits it, you're going to get a female seed, right? Right. And if a Y chromosome lands on the flower with the X in it, now it's XY. It's a male, baby. Now it's going to be a male seed. Okay. learning It's determined right then and there when the flower is pollinated which gender it's going to be. It's not a case of, you know, warm soil makes more males. And, There's no you know, stress. So stress has all nothing that other to do stuff. with this, no, right? No, you, you're, the gender has already been determined right there. Got it. Okay. So that's how you make regular seeds. And that's why you're going to get male and female seeds from those kinds of breedings. Makes right? sense. Now, a female can be induced to create 
male flowers and release pollen through the application of silver in general, some kind of silver. And you do it to the Silver thiosulfate or colloidal silver. Uh, People use different kinds of silver concoctions, but what you do is spray that in a diluted water, uh, diluted concentration of it on the female flowers as they first start developing. Right. And it blocks the hormone ethylene. And ethylene is like estrogen for a woman, a human woman. Okay. That's what gives them their female uh, qualities. Uh, and if you take it away, I'm sure you've seen people who are gender confused or gr- they're transitioning from uh, being born a woman or a man. And they've always felt that they should have been the opposite. And so they'll take hormones sure. right, to, to get their body parts to start to be more in line with. I see what you're like saying. Like a woman yeah. will get a huskier voice and start growing facial hair yeah. and things like that if she takes enough hormones, right? So what you're doing is hormonally inducing the female to make some male parts. It would be like getting a um, woman to start growing facial hair by sure. giving her enough testosterone right. or stopping her from getting... For, for stop- Stopping her estrogen is more accurate. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say that. That's very good. So in a in a human being, it's estrogen, and in a, in a plant, it's ethylene. They almost sound like yeah. they're similar, and they're both the female hormones. So if you are to block in a female using that silver concoction mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, if you block that female hormone from being able to be a utilized by the plant, it has no other option but to grow male flowers. It's kind of like a woman growing a beard. Right. right. But in this case, those male flowers that are growing on a female have something very special about them that will now make it very clear how female seeds are made. Since a female never had the X and the Y chromosome in its DNA right. as, a, as it's growing up and it's, it's a female but you've made it grow male flowers, those flowers would necessarily only have X chromosomes in the pollen, right? So when you think about it... Yeah, females are XX. A Y chromosome can't just spontaneously generate itself out of thin air in the chromosomes of of a plant that didn't have it to start with. And the other plant is also a female, right? right? XX as well. So all the pollen in the room has an X chromosome in it and no Ys in any of those pollen grains, right? Yep. So that's how you make female seeds. And it's also the reason why they are 100% female. There won't be a male out of any of those seeds. However, one caveat, right? Right. If either of the two females that are being bred together has a tendency to be a hermaphrodite, okay, and we'll define a hermaphrodite in a second, that would obviously be passed on in its genes to the next generation. Sure. So you could be then pro- progressing and making more hermaphrodites. Because it's in generation. the genetics. Because it's in the genetics. Sure. Of so what you need to do making female seeds, if you're going to do it right, is to be using two females that you've grown for sufficient time and tested them through stressful situations gotcha. to see that they don't herm, right? Sometimes then, you just got to dip the roots in ice water a little bit and see what happens. Is that what you do? <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's one way to stress the shit out of that a would plant. Be a new, uh, it's a new one, but anyway. Might make some, grow a beard. I'm glad that Guru brings up stress because this is what in a normal life situation for the plant, drought, overwatering, light cycle changes, temperature, temperature fluctuations, changes, sure. all of those are stresses. And the 
the way that the plant handles being stressed is expressed through its hormones. So that makes sense. Same way we're, mm-hmm. we handle being stressed. Exactly. Okay. So you're uh, stressed or excited. Your hormones react differently at, and they, they rise to different levels in your body and so forth and so right. on. Right. Well, when a plant is stressed, cannabis, female plant, mm-hmm. these are the ones that we're most interested in. Right. Yep. And that stress affects its hormones in the same way as the spraying of the silver. In other words, it's blocking ethylene. Then it will make male flowers, right? Right. That's a hermaphrodite. Its its hormones are being affected by the life conditions that it's living in, the stresses that it's under. And its reaction to those changes in hormonal levels is to make male flowers. Sure. So that's what creates a hermaphrodite. For a long time, I thought... Oh, males are XY. Right. Females are XX. Hermaphrodites must be something else, but that's not true. They're XX too. They're just they're just vulnerable uh, under stress. Exactly. The definition of a hermaphrodite is an organism that expresses male and female traits naturally. In other words, sure. under natural conditions like Minor stresses. Yeah. The more major the stress needs to be, the less we can call it a hermaphrodite, let's say, right? Got it. And if you have a the plant that you, for example, I have 20-year-old clones, clones that I've been keeping for over 20 years now, and they've never so much as thrown a nanner. Like sometimes plants will like, you ah, that flower's okay. You know, sure. it throws a few nanners like the last five days and it's not going to hurt anything at that point. We're going to be harvesting in a, in a minute. Right. Know? So... <clears throat> If you have plants that are female, they have XX chromosomes in them, obviously, and they also don't react to stresses by creating male flowers. That's a very valuable plant to have. Yeah. Anti-hermy plant. And most great females should be that way. I mean, it's... it's Sure. That's why they're great females. Right. I mean, uh, if you react to being stressed by having some strong reaction to it, you're a lesser organism, right? Sure. A better organism is one that resists stress as well. Absolutely. So you're getting a really great female that resists stress and avoids hermying, and that makes a great candidate for making female seeds because then you're not passing on hermaphroditism. And people will say, well, wait a minute. What about when you spray it with the silver? Doesn't that somehow, you know, make it a hermy? No. Here's why, right? Think about it like this. If the plant's reacting to stresses and automatically making flowers because its hormonal system is causing that to happen. Right. But if it doesn't do that under normal stresses or even unusually high stress, like we've tested this female and she doesn't hermy, right? How is it possible that you can still get it to make male flowers when you spray it with the silver solution? Yeah, I was going to say, you can still block the ethylene. Right, exactly, because it's more, instead of just affecting the plant through raising and lowering its hormones in reaction to a stress, it's more like throwing a monkey wrench in and tightening down uh, or, or flipping a switch that's stopping it. 
mechanically, right? Right. So this, it's a so mechanical it block. block. Yeah, because those silver ions are actually landing on the plant and doing something. And so, n- not enough silver is going to carry on in enough concentration at all to be enough on the seed to be able to hermy the plant. No, think about that. That's a good point, Guru, because sometimes people get all st- stressed out over uh, this uh, subject, right? And Guru brings up a great point that what about any silver thiosulfate or colloidal silver or whatever that's on that female? Remember now, why did we put it on that female? To create that, to make that female into a pollen donor, right? Right. So what left that plant that made the seed? A pollen. Pollen. A pollen grain. Sure. Right? Did that pollen grain ever have any silver on it? No. I wouldn't think so, right. no. So it grew after. Right. It this pollen grain was created out of stamen that were open after the flower opened and the stamen hang down and then they dry enough to open and then pollen grains start floating out. Right. Those pollen grains obviously have never touched silver of any kind, right? Because they were just manufactured. They were just right. made, basically. Right. Sure. The hormones didn't exist when the silver. The hormones of the plant, the plant were influenced by the silver to create the male flower, but the male flower doesn't physically have any of that silver on it. So there's it. no way. So there's nothing the- for it to carry off. And do you know how small a pollen grain is? And yes. Yeah. Yes. It's and, like and I'm not smoke, even sure one almost, cell. Yeah, the like, half-life of silver thiosulfate, but I can't assume it being too long. It's not a uh, dangerous chemical. It's, to begin uh, with. Yeah, right. I've read when you look at the chemicals and how the composition of what you're using with silver thiosulfate anyway, they said it's like uh, you eat uh, a similar product when you're eating uh, french fries from mcdonald's yeah natural flavorings the salt on the on the french fries is about as dangerous as the silver thiosulfate so it's not a bad thing and then uh, the the beautiful thing that you get out of that is that you will get all female seeds and only as much hermaphroditism as the parents would have contributed and so that's your job is to pick these two well so that you don't create hermaphrodites in the next generation but we often talk about uh, the bad rep that feminized seeds got for many, many years. And even up until today, still, I know people will still come up and say, I'm not, I don't do the feminized people seed thing. People fear what they don't understand, they fear brother. And, and, well, what ended up happening was that the people who created feminized seeds originally weren't using sprays like the silver thiosulfate and colloidal silver. And they were just stressing the female to get it to make pollen. That, was, that was one of the original times I've heard of people dipping the roots of a plant into ice water. Is that's enough stress okay, to get gotcha. almost so, anything to harm. There you go. So these guys are forcing uh, oh, plants to hermy uh, or at least selecting for the ones that do it, right? Right. And so what do you think is going to happen in the next generation? You're you're going to get herms. You're going to be even more likely to have hermy plants in the next generation and then the next. Oh, that's a big deal, brother. Yeah, and then when people are buying, wasn't there that big uh, case today where somebody won uh, $40 million or something because the seeds they bought were were bunk? They were supposed to be femme seeds and something like 40 or 60% of them were males. (laughs) So either... And we'll talk about whether there's even a possibility of a male, which there isn't. But here's the thing. You're buying feminized seeds. You're a commercial grower. The guy should be liable for those seeds being 100% female because he'd ruin your crop if there's even a single hermy, right? And then, look at this now. He seeded the freaking room, uh, and we can't have that. It's a huge problem. We're trying to grow sensi, right? So think about this. 
if you're a careful breeder and you pick those two females that you put together to make seed, you're going to get 100% female seeds. There's not going to be a male. Why? Because, why? There's, because, the letter y. because there's no why. Because the letter Y. Granted, right. your materials and methods for your breeding program and cleanliness for everything are. Ah, there you go. Let's get to that in a second. But in a, in a perfect world, you've picked two great females that don't hurt me, and you've brought made one to be the pollen donor and the mm-hmm. other one to be the female that makes the seeds. And now that batch of seeds goes on to a client who's then going to grow out a whole room full of them. And he's going to expect that he's going to have nothing but females and no pollen in the room. And he won't with my seeds because this is the way I do it. Sure. But um, I can see where uh, this case that we were reading about in the news today um, could happen. Yeah, along with others. You got guys who aren't careful about it. But uh, we just talked about pollen. They sold such a big quantity of seeds. It's it's hard to imagine that they could have been that unscrupulous to to have such a bad seed. But let let me not bash anybody or or appear to be bashing anybody. I'm just speaking to this on a scientific level. If you are getting males out of a batch of what were supposed to be female seeds. Let's explain that. How would that happen? Right? Right? We already talked about the fact that there's no Y chromosome in either of the parents. Either of the parents. Doesn't mean they're not in the room somewhere, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I've had guys say, uh, well, out of uh, you know 100 um, or 1,000 um, female seeds, you can expect something like, four males or right. uh, something like that. And it's either uh, four-tenths of a percent or four percent. Right? But out of is something that has absolutely zero percent There's possibility. no possibility that you should expect any males from a female seed. Feminized seeds should not produce a male, and they won't. If you're breeding with two females, it can't happen. How then could a seed that had a ma- that produced a male sure. end up in a batch of female seeds. Here's how it could happen. Stray pollen from an actual male got in the room. Or pollen that wasn't completely cleaned up from a previous sure. breeding with an actual male. We just talked about how small one of pollen the, is. Right. Yeah. How, and here, when you when you talk to these guys, sometimes they're so adamant that, no, 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 it just nature does it, and it's going to happen. I'm like, wait a second. You're That's telling a huge blender. me. Give me a second now. You're trying to say that some percentage, like either 4% or four-tenths of a percent of all female seeds are going to produce males. And what is your explanation for that? They don't have one. And when you point out to them that you know that would require that a Y chromosome somehow spontaneously generate itself in the DNA of two plants that never had a Y chromosome in them to start with. It's not going to happen. And I ask you, and my next question, (laughs) and my next question to the guy would be, just tell me what you think would be more likely that the laws of nature and genetics and science have ceased to operate over your breeding facility right. or that you made a mistake? What's more likely? And what do they say? I'll bet you they say the former. Oh, come on. 
Seriously. I, you know, it kind of gets back to when we're talking about Herms and whatnot, I'm going to try to bring it full circle. Mm. It, I think the difference between a pollen chucker and a breeder is a breeder has 20 years of keeping keeping females and saying, hey, this thing hasn't hermed on me in 20 years, or this thing is susceptible to herming, so I'll use it this way. As or, opposed yeah, to Learning uh, the ability to judge those sorts of things. Yeah, time yeah. And, and use not them year it after make, year. might not take 20 years to know that about no. the plant, but... If you've been doing it 20 years, you're more likely to be the guy who knows what to look for. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, brother. Not to pat myself on the back, let me uh, reach over there. No, but tight work, and, and we, we need guys like you. I, you know, I'll get spoiled, and I'll be like, you know, there's so many varieties, and you just get numb to birthday cake by wedding cake by chocolate cake. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, and like, then, let me take two really popular strains right now and cross them, and I'll make a new popular. But strain. it just—they're just words. But that's to where, me. yeah, you, you have to say what what work went into that. First of all, um, it's like you couldn't have had those strains have only existed for. Like, like right. half a year, you, yeah, you couldn't not, you couldn't have done any testing. No test, right? But I tell you just, what, man. If people want to buy seeds uh, and try lots of different weird things, uh, it's kind of faddish or whatever. Sure. Right? I come from a horticultural background. When I buy seeds, I want to buy consistency. Yeah, that's I, the main I, thing. I'm getting older, and I think about my time as being pretty precious at this point. Right. So sometimes when I think like, well, four months—that's a pretty solid chunk of time. To which seeds am I going to put in the ground? And I mean, I have a selection. I, can't imagine all the choice that I have in it. And it's like the repeatable, reliable ones. Which ones am I going to put in the ground? Right. Because that's a time investment of a, a substantial sure. amount and of time. And a cash investment, have, electricity. I better right? have a good plan for why am I even growing these? Am I growing them because there's all, all, only a few categories of why I grow nowadays anyway. One is because it's a new cross that I haven't tested yet. Right. And I want to put a bunch of them in a room and see how they perform. And so I'll be growing from seed for that, which sure. happens all the time. And then there'll be the tried and true strains like Cinderella 99 and Apollo 11 right. and uh, Rosetta Stone now, which we were just talking about, um, put a room of them together and see what your customers are getting when they buy your seeds from time to time. I just think that's a good thing, you know, then when you read their reports, whether it's a glowing report or a guy who had a one-off that he wasn't happy with, you know, you can kind of get a feel for like, yeah, have a recent memory of having grown that strain, and I know what the what the clients, uh, you know, the customers, the the public is getting. Sure. And so it's a, it's a very worthwhile four months of time to invest in looking at stuff like that. QC, but, baby. But when it comes to like people will come up to me and go like, hey, man, I made this cross. Would you mind taking? I'd be honored to give you this pack of seeds. You know? And I feel for them like, you know, that's really nice and everything. And just keep them. Uh, I, yeah. I, I promise you that you're wasting them by giving them to me because I'll put them in a drawer where it's like this uh, sock drawer that has seeds that were sure. given to me by other people. People that I'll never get around to growing. Sure, you know, and it's I've got your seeds in my drawer because I have autographed. A, wow, <laughs> I have to have a purpose behind what I'm doing. Otherwise, you know, why am I doing that? You know, uh, sure, time's getting more precious, and I have to think like, well, hey, if I'm going to devote this time and energy and space and so on to a group of plants, that you it should results. be for some logical reason. Sure. 
should make sense. It makes sense, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. I want to get, Banner just showed up while we were doing the interview. What's I want up, him, buddy? I want him to try this Mac, and we want to come oh, back. Oh, yeah, let's talk he, about he, Mac. He's, he's my connoisseur, man. He's Because that's one of the new strains where I actually oh, am growing okay. something new and different from somebody who gave me a cut. Yeah? Oh, Cap. you know, I tell you what. Cap's cut. Hit it right now, Hashtag. man. T- tell me about it. What is it, man? Well, do you want to j- dive into that right now, and then we'll smoke some? Deal. So tell somebody it, wrote bro. up this description, and I thought it was good. We we agreed earlier it's written kind of in a flowery way. Yeah, I love it because souls got highlighted. I highlighted all is, the spit. Man, the yeah, like, here's the important information yes. out of this. Here are the facts. So sir. without draw, maybe we can cut to the chase and say that. What uh, is it? Mac. M-A-C. Right. And I'm growing the Mac 1, which was gifted to me by Anna, somebody you who throw that over there? respected or, me. Or or Adam, do you have some of that Mac? Yeah, bring it over. I want to show it. And Sick. Guru got a bunch of cool pictures of it earlier. Oh, yeah, I'm showing some right now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this Mac 1 is the uh, what they call Caps Cut. And it's super Jesus, rock it's hard nug. Hard I mean, nug. You can white. That is, you can't even crush it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I brought a grinder. I, I should have known you'd have one, but still, yes. just in case you did, it almost broke the teeth. Uh, you can't. It's a happy you right can't here. break that up with your fingers and try to. Uh, yeah, this and is it's super so hard caked nug. with resin. It's and it's that, uh, sort of a slow growing. It doesn't grow as rapidly as most sure. of my strains do, but it's worth waiting for. And it just kind of keeps building and bulking up and getting frostier and bigger. And by the time those buds broke off, um, the trimming was absolutely minimal. I mean, you just flick, 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 and very was, high flower to leaf ratio, yeah. in other words. Was that a surprise? Was that a surprise that it came out like such hard nug? No, oh, I didn't know I do, what sir. to expect other than I had seen pictures on Instagram that I was actually... The funny story is that uh, I'm on Instagram, I'm seeing Capulator, mm-hmm. this Mac 1 cut, and many, many hybrids that he's made from it. And I'm interested because, like I was telling you earlier, I don't generally have stuff outside of my own little genetic pool that I'm interested in. I've still got enough work to do of my own stuff. Sure. But when I saw the pictures of it, I said, you know, that looks like something really interesting and worthwhile. Right. And I had it as sort of in the back of my mind. And a week later or so, somebody pops up on Facebook as a Facebook friend of mine and said, uh, you know, there's this tradition where... If you have the Mac 1 cut and there's someone you respect, Capulator doesn't mind if you gift it to that person. Okay. So this guy came out of the woodwork and said, I'd like to gift you this cut. I'm like, coincidentally, I was just thinking about that one. Yeah. And so he met me. We had some pizza and uh, we went to, uh, what's that place? Um uh, Longmont, great pizza on Main Street there. Um, No, you haven't invited me yet, Dude, it's like New York pizza. It's really (laughs) amazing, and I'm from New York, so it's pretty hard to... um, What is the name of that? Rosalie's. Okay, I gotcha. Rosalie's Pizza. I know where we're going later. Yeah, I'm already there. You gotta check it out. Get that crispy, thin New York pizza there. Yes, sir. So anyway, uh, he gifted me this cut, and then this is the story behind it. Apparently... uh, like I said, this is really a very flowery thing, but it, it essentially breaks down to MAC, Miracle Alien Cookies. That's what it stands for, the Miracle 
Alien Cookies is the M-A-C. And this one is Mac 1, which I'll assume is like the first instance of it that he started with. Sure. And now you'll see him on his Instagram page, Capulator that is, with um, beautiful pictures of these super big frosty uh, colas and stuff. And they'll be Mac 69 or Mac this or Mac that. Because he's crossed it with a bunch of things. Must have been going on for the last couple of years at least. There's no dates in here that I can see. But what is it? The story behind this goes that without all the flowery language and so on, I'll cut right to the chase. Capulator had a starfighter male. Now, what's a starfighter? Many of our listeners and viewers are probably aware of it, right? But a starfighter... Sounds delicious, though. It's a breeding male from exotic genetics. Alien genetics. Starfighter by alien, okay? So apparently that came uh, from... It was from alien technology. These alien plants were (laughs) seeds that came home from a small village in Afghanistan, okay? So we're starting with alien technology with some sort of special Afghani seeds, right? Which out of them, Starfighter came, okay? Okay. So now there's a Starfighter male that became the the father... After crossing with a Colombian female, starfighter male, okay, Colombian so we got female, Afghani by Colombian, right? Okay, right. So, so Afghani's a heavy so indica. Colombians usually bingo. Let's yep. do that. I love that. Usually I like Sakiba. what you did there because right. let's eliminate the starfighter fancy name mm-hmm. and go back to it was an Afghani, right? Mm-hmm. So Afghani Colombian. <laughs> Doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah, sure like does. When you go back and you read like the uh, seed bank catalog and the Super Sativa Seed Club Afghani and all that. Afghani Kush old, by Colombian Gold, bro. If you look at skunk number one, it was like a combination of Colombian, Afghani, and Thai or something like really? that, right? Yeah. So beautiful. It's classic. So you got Afghani Colombian, and that makes a Miracle Fifteen. They called it. Okay. So now there's our hybrid that we're talking about, though. So there's a hybrid, but it's uh, it's something that you could consider to be almost like um, two two land races crossed together. That's the father. So it's not a very complicated mix of genetics sure. there, really, when you think about it. And so that Miracle 15 was the f- a male, and then they crossed it to what they were calling alien cookies. Now, here's where you start getting some polyhybrid action. Sure. This is a forum-cut Girl Scout cookies crossed to alien dog. Alien dog, by the way, was one of those Afghanis from that first group from Alien sure. Technology. Are you saying so, alien? So that's like a, that's like a alien, like from outer crossed. space. And then you're calling me dog, or you're saying no. alien dog? <laughs> Dude, I don't all talk right. like that. So, that. so that's not a back cross all the way back to the original? I wouldn't call you original. dog. <laughs> So that's so, not a back cross all the way back to the original. That's just a back cross kind of partially back. Let me explain. Yeah, because I'm breaking this down for myself as I yeah, read this too. Because, I love, I love you to know, get inside your mind. It's fun to check this stuff out. So what I'm saying is that the father of this Mac 1 was what they called Miracle 15, and we can call that half Afghani, half Colombian, right? Sure. Now, the mother the, the, that created this cut was... Alien Cookies, which was a forum-cut Girl Scout cookie. Which is? That's Girl Scout Cookies is some polyhybrid okay. strain, right? And then 
it was crossed to alien dog, but it's an F4, so presumably somebody took one of these Afghani uh, seeds from alien technology, or a batch of them anyway, and crossed males and females over four generations. That's what F4 means. Gotcha. Okay. So you have this alien dog that's been bred for whatever qualities that they were going for and right. that, those F4 generations, uh, those four generations that led up to the F4. And apparently that was the male used on the forum cut Girl Scout cookie, right? right? Which cr- produced a female seed uh, and that plant was the mother of this Mac one, okay? They, they, so they, when you think about it, let me, let me just yeah, stop yeah, you yeah. for one second because the mother's father was this Afghani, and the father's father was also from that Afghani, right? right. From that same village. Did they know village. each other? I'm just saying. <laughs> Their <coughs> genes came from that small gene pool from right. this group sure. of seeds that came from Afghanistan. So you got two different kind of Afghanis in there, but, two different real nice kind of cookies. they're in there, because, right? And then basically it's the Colombian and the forum cut Girl Scout cookie that adds the color on top of this Afghani, but both sides, the mother and father of this plant, had some Afghani, they're 50% Afghani, and the other half of them was some, in this case, the Colombian, Landrace, Sativa, and then the Girl Scout cookie. The reason I've never worked with Girl Scout cookies is because probably too many people already play with it, and then at the same time, every picture I've ever seen of it looked like it doesn't yield very well at all. That's what cookies yeah. is, man. Right? Like them little nugs. Right, okay. Yeah. That's why they call it cookies. Yep. Now, thanks for breaking that down. <laughs> it's more like cereal or something. It's something like that. <laughs> Lucky Charms. <laughs> at least that's the way I talk to myself about it. Man. But uh, this one, actually, do you see? Yeah, those are nugs. And so, I mean, it's big. It, it's, I was going to say, drop that yielder. thing on the table. because. I mean, Serious. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, rock hard. Trikes Yes. But it's it's a killer plant. And the funny thing, too, uh, now that we've gone through all of that... Uh, the lineage. Lineage. Odd characteristic about this plant that isn't evident when you're just looking at it. I mean, you, we could see a lot of nice things about it. Like we were just saying, the density, just the, the yield. density, the, yeah, the, the bud The incredible structure. aroma, too. I mean, it's very... Evidently, that's what Girl Scout cookies must smell like. But to me, I don't know where that smell I've ever experienced that before. But yeah, I'm the worst. I need to have, have Banner be my uh, are you be my connoisseur? Is he your here. nose? He is absolutely. Grab a grinder and crush some oh, up and beautiful. get it fresh. There you go, Banner. Really get, in on, get up in on that. All right, man. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna yeah, smoke, let's smoke. smoke a little weed and. Uh, yeah, we'll come on back in a little bit. I appreciate it. So, stirring, stirring those buds up got us to... Yeah, but I, I really did learn some good things about Wasn't genetics that fun? today. I used to have to fake it and be like, yo, maybe it hurts, man. Well, and I appreciate knowing the facts where I can yeah, say there's no possibility. To, uh, yeah, it's yeah. A reaction to stress. Learning the public is what we do here, brother. we got to learn them. Yeah. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. Take a little break That means we're lighting up a tune It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and laugh 
Just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me. 